everybody and welcome back to another episode of Noisy Women the podcast. I am so excited to share with you this episode because quite frankly I had such a joy recording it and it's been one that I've been wanting to do since I discovered this wonderful lady online. This episode is with the ever so talented Blossom Caldrone. She's an independent artist, but she also has her own blog, which is called Diana Listens. She's just great. She's so fun. Her social media presence is incredible. She's so funny. And I discovered her music through another podcast and then followed her online, fell in love with her music. Girlfriends, which is her latest single, is probably one of my most listened to tracks in the last month. I listen to it whenever I need like a pick me up and she's so fantastic. I really hope everyone is okay and that they're having a lovely week. As always, if you could please share this to your Instagram stories, if you could like this on any app you're on, if you can give me a five star review on the old Apple podcasts, if you can follow and subscribe, that would be amazing and would help us out incredibly. I say us, it's just me and my editor Al, who is new to the team. So that's exciting. A little bit of growth on the podcast. Anyway, without further ado, I'm handing over to the conversation I had with Blossom. Please enjoy this just as much as we did because it was the most free flowing conversation I've probably had on the podcast. I didn't even feel like I had to ask questions and I felt like I'd known her for years and years. We talk a lot in the podcast about finding people and surrounding yourself with a support bubble that make everything feel okay, even when it's not. We also talk a lot about being a control freak and creating your own opportunities. So for example, she created her blog so that she could write about music and in turn help her own music so creating your own opportunities that can then help your growth as well as a bunch of other musical nuggets this is a great episode and i'm looking forward to hearing what you guys think so without further ado here's over to blossom Welcome back to Noisy Women, the podcast. You might have noticed I am not M. I'm actually Al, the new Noisy Women editor. Hello. Simply put, M was having so much fun chatting that she forgot to do an intro for the episode. As you've heard, Blossom is a multidisciplinary creative and musician who M first heard of on a fellow podcast. This conversation has been a blessing to listen to and to edit. We both hope that you love it just as much as we do. Here's M and Blossom. I'm so excited to chat because I feel like we'll get on very well. <laughs> Indeed. I think we will. I think we will. Thank you for asking me. We've had so many like brilliant, brilliant guests. Like I'm, I'm glad you think I'm of, of interest. <laughs> oh my goodness, you're so of interest. I like, when I first stumbled across your night, I was like, I want to know more. So therefore I must just ask <laughs> rather Thank than you. just like read an article <laughs> from someone else. I think I was listening to Phoebe Fox's podcast and she had used one of your tracks in her podcast. So I saved it because I was driving home. So I couldn't like look at you because I was driving. So I saved the song on my phone. And then I remember coming across it like a couple of days later and thinking, oh, this is actually really sick. Aww. And then messaging my friend Sarah, who is the introducing presenter for Southwest. Oh, yeah. Being like, have you heard of this girl? She's fucking cool. And so I was like, yeah, I already know her like I can't believe I haven't found her before and I was like no why did you never tell me and then that's how I found you and then from there I like stumbled across your socials and your Instagram and I told my friend Lauren who is a musician on the Isle of Wight who I tour with and was like Lauren you have to check out this girl because she's like just as weird as you but a different <laughs> genre of weird oh, <laughs> Lauren was like that sounds great <laughs> so then I got Lauren into you too that's so sweet yeah that's how I found you it was a really weird like because I'm a big fan of George Moyer mm-hmm. and then I realized you guys on a song together and I was like oh this all makes sense <laughs> yeah so my and you know Zola Courtney she's a singer yeah who, yeah that's my flatmate the one I was in the cabin with oh sweet yeah so that's who I've been cabining up with but yeah it's a small old world isn't it it's so <laughs> weird I think when you get chatting to one person you realize like how many people there are who are doing the exact same similar kind
kind of thing yeah. it's really weird and I, I love it though I think it's so fascinating and I think social media despite it being awful at times and you not wanting to be on it it's really been really useful at connecting people instantly and I've reached out to you by Instagram and that's how I do most people because it's so easy like you can see exactly who you are mm. and face value straight online yeah. by who they are but you can figure out who everyone is really really quickly yeah you can I've been quite lucky with Instagram in the sense that I've been quite strict with it in the beginning because I've always been just so aware of how it can take kind of like a bad turn really but I find it really useful I think you just have to be quite self-aware that when you feel like you're spending too much time on it or you're or it's compromising something from you that's when you have to kind of reevaluate it but on face level Instagram can be really really helpful for like music and creative stuff because it's a whole network of people yeah they're just literally at your fingertips it's kind of brought this I don't know this element of leveling I think to bigger artists and people who you would never have thought were accessible before suddenly everyone is contactable in the exact same way it's probably quite apparent I'm not scared of reaching out to people because the worst thing they're going to do is just not reply the longer you do it the more you realize you just don't get offended and you probably feel the same you just you grow a thick skin and it's fine yeah and I think the more you do that the more it builds up this confidence well the worst that's going to happen is they're not going to reply to me yeah so I may as well just ask if they want to do something because yeah but it has leveled out almost the playing field I randomly messaged and they never replied but I randomly messaged Harry Styles's music photographer to come on the podcast obviously I, I never got a response because she's like so famous but I was like there was never a while before that I could have reached out to Harry Styles's music photographer yeah. like that didn't that didn't happen and social media's brought that about which is really cool yeah no it is I think as well because you can kind of create an online portfolio and whatever your kind of vocation is you can so easily display your skill online you know, some people have fantastic online portfolios but it's all Instagram and like whenever someone's like oh you should work with this producer or this photographer or this writer or whatever the first thing you'll look at is their Instagram rather than like a playlist or an, a website like it really is Instagram so yeah it's crazy it has made everything more accessible I think you're right it also I think hugely affects the visuals and it's something I talk about obviously a lot being a photographer but I think it really has shaped the way that musicians I don't know if you'd agree but kind of view how they have to look online because there's so much more importance that goes into like a single cover or an album cover despite it being so small on Spotify it's tiny I wrote my dissertation on this but it's tiny like the actual album artwork is so small on Spotify but because that piece of little image goes across all of these social sites you see it everywhere so there's so much importance and there's almost a pressure there's so much more pressure I think for an artist to then establish themselves quickly and know what they want to look like online which is then going to represent their music because if you don't like the photo you might not listen to the music which is ridiculous yeah I think as well with the visual thing I think people kind of associate kind of like visual coherence with professionalism or how good you are I say that with quotes or whatever but stuff looks great when it's all kind of in a world of its own so if you've got a strong artwork concept and then all of your other visuals sort of like spiderweb off that yeah. then it all just looks great and then that kind of makes it lulls people in I think because it all looks good whereas before it would have, it kind of was like oh but you know the music needs to be really essential and of course the music always has to be as good as you want it to be but the visual now plays such a bigger part that's something that I definitely underestimated when I started out music like I didn't realize how important it was I just I didn't have a clue I mean I only feel like I've only just vlogged <laughs> yeah no I absolutely loved all the photos and video work you did for your latest single girlfriends I think it's oh, thank you so good um I watched the video 
is it where you're like playing in you're playing the you playing the cello yeah yeah that that little snippet is fantastic Aww. like I watched on your Instagram so many times thought it was so funny and the actual video itself I think that's something that I think is really interesting with artists it becomes a lot clearer who's trying to pave a new way within the industry through their visuals like people with really strong music videos I think people underestimate the power of a really cool music video yeah. I think if I watch a really cool music video and I already love the single I'm like ah. Oh, that was sick. It just makes me love it even more as a fellow creator. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, they they play such a big part. I think as well because people just want to know. I th- especially with 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 female artists, actually, I do think it is it is like that. They want to know what you're like and they want to know your personality. And it it can be really problematic because you shouldn't have to know my personality and you shouldn't have to know this about me. And but for some artists, it works in your benefit. Even you can just you can just tell based on down to like what things get like to what things don't. And it's whenever you show more side of a personality or you show you open up a bit more, people really respond to it. So it's kind of like a weighing up of like how much do you want to give and then how much do you want to like keep. I don't know. I find that really interesting about Instagram. Instagram as well yeah I think I feel the exact same and I feel it too like even posting stuff myself if I post it's so strange I'm a photographer but yeah if I post photos of myself with like a important caption the interaction I get on stuff like that is so much more it interacts like crazy but it's actually if I just post photos that I'm really proud of of like an artist I've taken unless there's like a really important caption people generally don't really care <laughs> which I just mm. find really odd so it makes you think that people follow you for the person rather than the work yeah but then it's like please employ me <laughs> you know it's like balancing act here well it is the thing and it's like I mean I kind of learned quite early on that you know you can obviously do a slide on Instagram you can do a slideshow so say if you're posting a screenshot of an article or of a playlist or something that you're proud of kind of career-wise if you just post that people don't care <laughs> they'll just like swipe past it because they're so used to seeing Spotify screenshots and article screenshots or whatever but the minute you put a photo before it and then you slide to the right and then you see it oh people love it because there's a picture of you before it and it almost feels like you have to kind of bring your face to it sometimes as I said it definitely is like a female artist thing I don't know if that's it's essential for for bands or whatever but even I talk about it with my friends like all of us have to do social media for like our music and the minute you post a photo of yourself before something you just get way more interest so interesting I could talk about this all day but we will genuinely talk Mm. about this all day but no I feel the exact same and I've noticed it the same and I've noticed it with artists I work with that's just how it works and I feel like it probably is a female thing Mm. and I feel like it probably is the way I've noticed it is yeah it generally always happens to female artists if it's a dude people are still interested but for some reason girl has to put their face on it first which is just annoying but that's the music industry and that's why this podcast exists (laughs) there we go (laughs) and many other things like this thank you for agreeing to chat I'm really before I started actually recording the episode how did you stumble into this strange old music industry what like what was what was the story it's a bit of a long one really I mean uh, it is and it isn't I kind of have always wanted to do music and I've always really enjoyed it and I guess I mean I think for me kind of stumbling into like the music industry I suppose and sort of releasing music on a more professional level I guess what does that even mean yeah I moved to London when I was 16 to go to Brit school so I studied there for two years just met loads of amazing musicians and things and then just started putting music out that's the short of it but yeah I guess in terms of me personally I've always played instruments I've playing the cello since I was like five I taught myself piano like really young I've just always loved music my dad's always been in bands my parents love music it's just been a really big part of my upbringing as it has for many musicians I guess it's so funny so many people I've talked to on this podcast came from Brit and I in my personal life know so many people who went to Brit I grew up like a 20 minute drive from Brit I didn't go to Brit looking back in hindsight if I'd have gone to Brit I would have met everyone but much earlier than I did (laughs) 
yeah it is a great it is a great place for meeting people I think that's the biggest perk of it really it's just meeting so many like-minded people I guess that's probably a phrase that's on the pamphlet to get you in or something but it really is actually the music it's all people I met from school which is really lovely to still have those relationships I guess yeah no that's lush I'm not really in contact with anyone that I went to school or sixth form with I like as I'm friends but not in a work situation so that's really cool that you're still working with those people now what like three four years later four yeah three years ago 21 now so yeah it's quite nice I can't imagine doing all of this without my friends from school to be honest because I live with three girls I went to Brit with all of our group of friends we all went to school together and I can't imagine like navigating the past three years without having especially the girls around me shout out Zola Courtney Olivia Dean Rosalina my three best girl friends who also do music and I can't imagine sort of going through all of this without them so I am really grateful for it. Do you find that, I don't know, I have no idea, I'm not a musician. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of many of the people you just listed, which is hilarious. And I, that's what I find so funny about like the world that it is just so small. Do you find there's ever competition between everyone? I'm going to go with there's definitely not because you're like lovely. But have you ever found that it's hard to work so closely with people who are all trying to essentially go for a similar thing in life, I guess? There's definitely not competition. It's more like we've, because music is such a personal job, something we've kind of had to learn to do is to not bring our work home because I live with Olivia and Zola and our other friend Eleanor as well, who's an actor. But Olivia and Zola obviously do the same job as me. You know, we often talk about music and what's going on in our jobs and like if we need advice we of course we discuss it you know in our living room but we're very good at creating separation and being like we're just here to have fun and live together and be good friends to each other and be good flatmates to each other so I don't think I've you know I don't think it's ever been a problem and I think you know there's such a as I'm sure you know there's such a kind of pitting against each other of female artists and we're all very different you know I think just because people would assume that we're kind of all going for the same thing or all getting the same thing because we're the same age went to the same school we've live in the same house for god's sake but actually want quite different things out of music and all do quite different music and you know people like me and people like you will see that nuance but so many people don't and they'll just immediately assume like oh it must be so catty it must be so blah 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 in like places like brit or kind of amongst a group of girls that are doing music but it isn't because women are multifaceted and all have different aims and different kind of skills and we're all very good at different things so it's just kind of been as we've got older i think over the last three years just really seeing how each of us have changed and how music changed us and how we've changed our music and it's just been actually really wonderful to watch them grow as artists and as people I find them the most brilliant people to be around that's so lush like and I I agree I feel like I'm the same I live with I live with musicians and they don't they're not pitted against each other if anything they help each other out Mm. but I think there is this kind of I don't know like turbulent side that people think there is which doesn't necessarily exist between female artists of that yeah you're pitted against each other because that's the way the industry kind of wants a fight mm. I think sometimes that they they want it they want it to be this cat fight but actually usually you're just happy for the person and you want them to do well and like obviously if they're your friends you're going mm. to want the best and it's the same within photography for me like people think it's hard to be friends with other photographers and it's like no because if someone does something really cool you want to support them you're not going to be like no mm. why did you get that not me it's like mm. they're, they're on their own path they're still doing amazing things themselves Absolutely. and you've just got to be happy for them and you're working on something completely different so like the piles don't really cross it's just the same industry yeah I think you have to really look at yourself and be really self-aware with stuff like that I think it's a real kind of you have to understand like how you feel
feel about things and why you feel that way about things and then when you do that you realize that it's just because they're your friends you just want to be happy for them we're all in different places in our careers yeah. and we still need you know when things go a certain way or we've had a, a terrible day I still look to those girls to be like what do I do about this you know what do you think like it's always always gonna be them in my head that's how it feels because we just kind of need each other to like get through it it's, it's, it's been really nice yeah no that's sweet oh that's such a nice story I like that that was lovely <laughs> you also have a blog don't you yes. so you do your music stuff but then you also have yes. a separate blog because I stumbled across that whilst in the process of stumbling across you and I was like oh sick you do other things which is really nice because I think a lot of people we talk a lot about how if you want to make your way in the industry you have to make your own opportunities and like you have to make platforms that you would want to be a part of and do you think that's something that helped and like part of the reason that you started the blog yourself yeah absolutely I if I'm honest like I had a bit of like about not a bad experience at all but like I just wasn't getting as much press coverage as I wanted at one point I was like god I want to get in this blah, why haven't they not written about it blah, blah, blah. and you get really frustrated I was like why are they not and the reason is why is because there's so many fantastic musicians and it's no reflection of me but at the time I was like right if nobody's going to write about me then I'm just going to have to write about myself and everybody else and I'm bored of people kind of assuming that artists don't want to hang out and artists are just kind of like they're having this cat fight that we've discussed that's not the reality of it and I think because that's such a stereotype people often feel like they need to fulfill it and they actually kind of become something that they don't need to be and I was like you know what let me just actually try and make bridges between artists and that's all it's been and it's honestly been the most wonderful I started it maybe god it must have been like a year ago now but it's just been the best thing like I've just absolutely loved doing it alongside my music yeah no I was having a little scroll through the Instagram and you did I think you must have done a review or someone wrote a review about tugboat captain Mm. and I saw it was one of my photos on the feed and I was like oh that's sick it's even someone that like I know personally and I was like oh that's even cooler yeah I think when you start seeing people you know being featured by like small up and coming vlogs and like that kind of indie wave of music it makes it so much more exciting because it feels like it's happening on like a real level I guess yeah it definitely feels like that yeah they're brilliant tablet captain I'm a really big fan yeah I think it's just I've just really enjoyed it like I've just had so many wonderful interviews I've got an art my first article for 2021 is going up today so that's exciting I've had like a nice break from it over Christmas and New Year but it's just something really nice to keep going alongside my music and I meet so many other artists yeah. it's been amazing yeah I feel the same I used to do a lot of blog writing mm. and that's how I've loved stumbling and meeting people and it's helped in my like photographic life and the podcast is the same like it's the best platform for having an excuse to socialize like it's so weird but like having a platform like the podcast and you must feel with Diana listens like it it is literally an excuse to email someone and be like so I'm doing this thing and I think you're really cool rather than just being like you're just pushing your own music off of me and my just my own photos you have like another thing you're working on which is why it all just works together yeah I love it I think it's so cool it works really well as well because I think with music naturally you have to be quite invested in yourself and you have to be quite interested in yourself and your content and your music and what your next steps are all of that thing it's very very all-consuming which is wonderful but it can be a lot and I think for me I need to have that break and focus on something else and focus on other artists and have that break from me 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 because I find I do find it too much so that's why the blog's also been really great I mean even like last lockdown I did a playlist thing called the isolation nation playlist where I basically just emailed loads of artists I love and I was like can you give me five songs and explain why you love them and I did similarly I guess what you do I just reached out to people that I just did not think would respond and I was like cool and they were so nice they were like oh yeah like I know your songs we used to play it all the time when we were in uni and I was like really you played my song when you were at uni that's so cool and it was just really nice and it was such as you said a social thing I just loved it I like love it I think everyone should write blog <laughs> yeah 100% and I think it's 
a really good place to even start if you are listening to this and you think how do I even how do I even start most people who I've ever spoken to and I'm the same started by writing or taking photos for a blog or they started their own blog if it didn't exist or they started a zine Mm -hmm. I think it all comes from like it sounds scary but it all comes from making the first move and doing taking it into your own hands because the opportunity sadly is not going to come on a silver platter in front of your face I wish it did (laughs) but it doesn't yeah exactly no it definitely is that I think you have to sort of like bite the bullet with it and kind of not have the why I've enjoyed it still up to this point is because I put absolutely no pressure on it at all whereas my music I'm like god I would like to have this done by summer and have this done by this point with the blog it's always been and I hope it continues to be just about me having a nice hobby that I love and it's something that goes alongside my music because the minute I put pressure on things it becomes a different thing for me but with the blog it's very much just like this is fun I really enjoy it and it's just a bit of a laugh to be honest yeah and you had to meet cool people at the same time so it's even better yeah and when the lockdown wasn't here we did like nights I put nights on in Deptford and that was so fun like it was just yeah we did Dancing Diana Nights so it started as that before I did I started doing nights like called Dancing Diana Nights where I first booked people to play and then I started the blog like nine months later because I was like oh coronavirus and I want to write again. I love writing. I always have. So that's a really cool. I didn't know you book nights. That's really, really cool. And that's so good as well. Cause then, you know, you've almost taught yourself the back end of how to be booked by booking other people. So you've like learned how to get in front of people by how people are getting in front of you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically just a massive control freak. And I was like, I want to be my own press. I want to <laughs> be my own promoter. I want to be my own journalist. I want to do it all because I just, I, I get, I'm impatient and I get frustrated. So maybe that's where it all comes from. But I enjoy it and I I like having my fingers in many a pie. <laughs> God, we're the exact same. We get on so well. <laughs> we are so similar. That's literally like I think over the last like five years of this, I think over that time I've had I think at one point I had a blog. I was writing for two blogs. Then I started the podcast. I had video series at one point, and it was all it's all like the same thing. It all goes back to women in music and the fact that where are they? And it, it's the same conversation. Yeah, just through. Like eight different platforms the dream is to get my own radio show and then I want to start booking nights that's like nice. goal and then end goal is this becomes a whole creative agency and I'm the CEO yeah. <laughs> but we're not there we're not there yet <laughs> yeah exactly that's how it works but that's like that's the thing you have all these like when it's an idea that starts so kind of organically with yourself and just something that you want to do you dream big you're yeah. like yeah yeah, yeah. I'm gonna franchise out when I started the blog from Dancing Day and Nights I was like I am franchising guys I was like soon we'll have cups we'll have mugs we'll have it all <laughs> I was like watch out world I'll do it like I just released a load of merch for the podcast and it was the most stressful experience the idea came in October of last year so 2020 and then released in December and it was the most intense six weeks like, I've never looked at a spreadsheet so much as I did in those six weeks but it was such a good learning experience and like it went down so well and basically we're pretty much sold out of like well I say we I am basically sold out of like pretty much everything now which is so cool and now if anyone ever came to me and were like which has happened since I work at I do socials for a Cornish based music venue and they want to bring that much mm. so it's like well I know local suppliers you can help us do it because I've had to do it myself so it's it's helped in my actual freelance life mm. by doing it myself which yeah. is really cool you kind of just open your own doors with doing things I guess when you try out new things and you try out new platforms or have a new idea you're just instantly opening up a door because even if it's five people that see it, see it it's still five more people that wouldn't have known of you or wouldn't have known of your thing before so it's just and it's even better when it's fun and it's like no no, no pressure oh, 100% yeah do you feel like 
having like three core girls alongside you feels like you're almost in a little team because I think this industry feels quite lonely a lot of the time and no one really understands no one really understands especially when you don't I don't have management I'm just I'm just me I just plod along doing my thing don't have anyone to talk to about it so do you feel like having three people alongside you really helps because you have that like support network all the time yeah I think it does as I said before I really really can't imagine doing what I do without all the people around me because even if it's not those three girls it's the guys that play in bands that I went to school with who are working now or the people that are session musicians writers top liners like they're all people I went to school with I really just cannot imagine not having those people to turn to and especially with the girls like you know well nine times out of ten I'll be like oh I've got a session with this person or they'll be like oh I'm working with this guy and I'll be like oh I had a session with him he's like this or I had a session with him notice how I'm saying him 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 all the dudes it's always dudes (laughs) (laughs) but you know you can compare notes basically and it just means that if you're having a bad day and it's like I've got a session with this person and then my friend's like I've had a session with him it often goes like this might be different for you but this is how it's gone for me and you're like you know what that sounds good that'll work for me or it's like that's not going to work for me and I'm also having a bit of a crap day I think I'm going to postpone this one and you can just make better decisions because you can ask around and you can I don't know really it's just it's just not you know knowledge is power it's like four brains all put together it's great so the same working with Lauren if there's ever something that comes up and I'm like I don't know how to deal with this despite working in different industries she's a really good person to turn and talk to about stuff and it's the same with a lot of my music photographer friends too you can find that kind of network somehow they like they do exist you've just kind of got to like we have a group chat on Instagram actually it's like a bunch of different music photographers who work in yeah. who work with very different bands but when before Covid happened there was always a lot of chat that if someone got a tour they didn't know how much to charge there'd always be a conversation like well I charged this for the last tour that I did with this artist but this band's smaller so maybe you want to go for this and like ask for this and if they don't go for that maybe this and it's like we talk a lot about like contracts and who owns stuff and knowing that there's people around who are happy to have that conversation mm-hmm. and also if anyone's listening to this and they need help you can message me it probably won't be of much help but I can point <laughs> I can try and I think like ensuring that there's like an open space makes it feel a lot less scary yeah the music industry is very over glamorized and when you first go to a gig and you're in a big venue and you see this band on the stage and you like you think shit this is the big deal from the punter's point of view you don't see like all the little people working on it you just see like the big artists and that they're so famous Mm. yeah you don't see all the stresses that go into it and like the ups and downs and that's something that I think I have taken so long getting used to is that it's so tumultuous being in any creative industry purely because of the nature of the work but especially with music and when you're an artist and you're nine times out of ten rather emotional as well always it's a really hard industry to like get used to I think it's important you've got those networks really really important I I do I really do feel for people when they kind of are like oh I just sort of moved here when I was 18 or when I was 16 and I I was I went to this institution for a bit and then I kind of just like wanted to be a songwriter and I'm like wow that's great like I'm so I'm in awe of it because I'm not sure but I, maybe I'd have made the leap if I hadn't have gone to Brit I'm sure I would have because I've always wanted to do music but it definitely wouldn't have been as inviting it would have been more daunting I think I studied photography at uni and I think if I'd have gone for some reason I don't know how it would have happened but if I'd have ended up going down the music route straight away I think the process again would have felt a little less daunting the journey I went on was very very long complicated so we're not even gonna get into it but it's interesting I think 
when you stumble into something and you end up absolutely loving it and it becomes your whole life but like I always wanted to be a music photographer and I always wanted to have something like a podcast and be able to chat to all these incredible people who I like love but like didn't know where to start I didn't I was like what all these things exist you don't know like that you can actually do it and think until you see other people doing it and you go oh, okay I, I could do that too yeah exactly I think there has to be like an air of it's a classic phrase but it's a classic phrase for a reason I suppose but the whole fake it till you make it thing it goes a long way in any creative job I think you just have to give it a go I mean I kind of was like oh how would I get writing in anywhere like how do I do it it's like well just start your own thing and see what happens obviously maybe there's an air of arrogance to it I don't know how it comes across but I just thought why not what's there to lose (laughs) I don't think it's arrogant at all I think it's just somebody who really wants to make it and it's like well if the industry's not offering me what I can know I can get out of it I'm just gonna do it myself yeah like well if you can't do it like you you might as well try if the industry's not giving you what you want you might as well just do it yourself that's why DIY exists that's why all these indie labels exist it's because people want to be it's like the same as when artists I guess release on their own labels yeah. because no one's offering them what they want so they're just like well fuck it I want the rights I'm gonna do it myself it's like it's just taking the matter into your own hands and being sick of everybody else yeah it's exactly that I get it's probably a control freak thing because I feel the same yeah 100 <laughs> mm-hmm. it definitely is but also I don't think you can ever have too much I mean maybe this is a really uh, maybe I'll regret saying this in years to come but I do think you can never have too much control over things in music like the amount of times people you know people don't know what's going on with certain things and I've been guilty of it when I've been like I've just got no idea about like this or this like I just haven't checked it for ages I don't know what's going in what's going out and you're like wait I need to actually get on this like I need to know what's going on and it's important to be in control and know who's doing what and know that they're doing their job right and know that they're working hard for you because that's their job like when you're an artist like you're effectively employing like a manager and a booking agent and a promoter and a PR like all those people are people that almost sometimes need checking in with and quite often they're really busy and oversaturated and they don't you need to chase them up but you have got to have that control thing otherwise stuff just sometimes doesn't get done yeah completely no and that's something that spans across all you know areas and levels of music like I know so many people that have struggled with that along the way and it's like are you actually doing what you're meant to doing and you won't ask those questions unless you are a little bit of a control freak it's not it's not a bad thing at all not a bad thing at all how do you manage to balance your time I guess there's not much pressure like you've said there's little pressure on the blog side of things but as a musician you probably do 85,000 things as we've said so how do you find the time to do everything I don't really know to be honest I've never really thought of myself as being somebody that's good with time but then I suppose I'm just a bit of an avid list writer I love a list. Yeah. I separate, like, I just, I have to have everything really well organized and my different, the different aspects of my life are literally put in five, you know, stickies on MacBook. (laughs) They're like literally five lists across my desktop that go down and then underneath it's got like the relevant documents for like that week or whatever. And then I just like list everything (laughs) like quite incessantly. Um, So I have like my personal column and then my like artist music column and then my like analysts column and then kind of like my I work I teach music in a school as well I teach little year sevens oh like I'm a band leader oh so I like I love doing that and that's like the best job to do alongside everything as well because it's really early mornings and it gets me up and I have like a little column for that I just I love I love organization I'm getting a file of facts next week that is very exciting <laughs> That Isn't is the it? definition of adult life, 100%. a file of facts. I have a phone. I don't need a file of facts. I could just buy a planner, but I'm getting it and I'm getting it embossed with BC. <laughs> 
so unnecessary. I actually wondered for a little while whether your name was a stage name, but this is confirmed that it's not. I did think for a little while, I was like, that's a very mm-hmm. iconic name. I was like, is that real? <laughs> and then I like did a little Google and I was like, well, she doesn't seem to go by anything else. So I'm going with it's probably her name. <laughs> no, all very real. Blossom's a lovely name. I think it's a lovely name. It's a good choice. <laughs> Not that you chose, but yeah, no, it is. It was my my blossom was my great grandma's name. Yeah, what's your what's your favorite part of all of this? Like, what's the thing that you just love the most? I think just like performing and writing are the two main things. Like, even you know, that's kind of I just even though I, sometimes I'm like, maybe do I prefer journalism? Like, have I got this all wrong? Like, should I be trying to be a music journalist? Like, I'm quite aware that both being an artist and also being a journalist are two big hustles. Like, I don't think if I was to like really try and excel in one I could keep the other up I do wonder that that sometimes but I do ultimately always fall back into songwriting and I love performing and I miss performing so much so I just think that it's just kind of the like the creative side of it I lost it for a bit last year like for the last like three four months of last year I could not write a bloody song I I couldn't do it like I was incapable I was like I'm dense I've got nothing to say I don't care about anything (laughs) what's happened to my personality I've changed and then like January came and I was like oh whoa I've got this idea for a song and then suddenly it all came back so I think at the moment it fluctuates but at the moment what I love is just the writing and I'm putting an EP together for this year. And I'm just really excited again about music, which I didn't have towards the end of last year. That's super exciting. And I think as someone who discovered your music and was just like, this is all sick. I love it when people are like, oh yeah, I'm really going to be releasing this. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's something to look forward to of the year. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well because I think the last release, yeah, so I, I don't have a manager at the moment. So I did everything myself for that release and put it out through my own label with AWOL. And it was just really nice to have like complete control over everything and be like, I really want to do this. And actually I'm not 100% ready to put it out yet or this isn't finished. So I'm going to push the date again. It was like, I was kind of like my own boss with it. And I was like, wow, this is really fun. What's been like a re- for you so far in the last 21 years, what's been the pinch me moment? What's been the thing that you've kind of like sat back, you've had a minute and you've been like, I can't believe that this is happening. Honestly, it, it's so different. Like there's so many things that just like, you think it'd be a bigger thing that would be that, that pinch me moment, but often it's not. It's often something like a lot smaller for me and I think with music stuff gets so normalized getting into like a newspaper or going into a magazine or whatever it's so like commonplace amongst especially my group of friends because they're all so brilliant and successful we don't take you know sometimes we have to actually sit back and be like you know what that's actually brilliant like what you've just achieved is fantastic I'm so proud of you and you have to have those moments and like I think it was I think the last pinch moment was kind of just before Christmas it wasn't really like a pinch me moment but I was like you know what this is actually so cool this is my job but I was writing with a guy that had reached out and being like I really like your your music like I'd like to do some writing and he co-wrote the first two Amy Winehouse albums and he's just like a really he's obviously quite very old school very talented really good fun and I was in his house and it was obviously just a very beautiful house and he had a really wonderful like writing room and all of obviously his plaques around the wall and I was like you know what this is just like a really normal like Friday in like the songwriter world like it's very normal to be in impressive studios or whatever like it's kind of they're everywhere all over London but that was a real moment because I was like you know what that's kind of like just really I was really happy that they'd reached out to me rather than me being like please write with me please have a session with me like I knew that kind of I wanted to be there as much as he wanted to be there and that was just really exciting. No and I think it's important to celebrate those things because yeah as you said that might for a lot of people that's just a typical Friday and that's what their Fridays look like but I know for 
so many people if they were ever in that situation like that's not a normal Friday and that's so exciting but because it is normal to so many people you don't I think a lot of people don't think to celebrate those wins because it's normalized but no that's that's so cool and that's big and like good for you because it shows that your music is resonating with people who have done such insane things and that those opportunities are there which is sick yeah I think as well it's interesting talking to people about your job that don't do music when you're like when I catch up with friends from home that kind of do medicine or like vets or like working banks or whatever they're like that is so because obviously they they follow me and all of my friends like oh yeah I saw that you know I saw Rosie put a video up the other day and it's so so beautiful she's so talented like it's so amazing you're like yeah she is like of course I know that but because it's so normal and I'm just so used to all my friends being so like brilliant you forget you just forget and you're like wow you go guys yeah I think it's something (laughs) that's definitely within our generation and I think as well just other creative people none of us really celebrate what we do enough when we go back to gigs what is your favorite thing on a rider <gasps> oh that's such a good question I was talking about this with my friend the other day my favorite thing probably just a glass of red wine to be honest interesting choice I wouldn't have thought you'd have that before a gig no you're not really meant to but I just find it yeah exactly I, I think it just like coats my like throat really nicely I like how it feels <laughs> to be fair uh, my housemates are like all musicians but like, a few of them smoke and they're like I know that I shouldn't like this but the day after a really big night out my voice sounds its best <laughs> I was like you can't just this isn't an excuse for your musical talent you can't just do this it makes such a difference what you consume to your voice I'm always back I mean I'm surprised but then I'm like actually obviously that's so obvious that this is bad for me but when you stop you're like oh whoa wow I've got my voice back <laughs> remarkable that and yeah Yeah. that's hilarious second question is what isn't the album that you've been going to at the moment that's such a good question you look at my spotify you know people ask you about music and you're like oh do i listen to music (laughs) yeah i feel that what i've been listening to at the moment i've been listening to a lot of celeste this last week i've always liked her music but i've just really really got into it and sifian stevens according to my spotify but in terms of the album do you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think there is one. I'm really bad at listening to albums. I feel the same a lot of the time. Like I listen to, I, I'm a big playlister. So a lot of the time I just listen to a mix of stuff all the time. Yeah. And I really do my music on like, like all of my playlists are split, split into like emotions. Like I just have like a playlist for every emotion. I know I should listen to stuff more kind of in the way that the artist intended for me to listen to it. But I'm crap at it. <laughs> I just slap it in different playlists. I'm like, that makes me feel euphoric. It's going in my euphoria playlist. <laughs> You've never sounded more like an indie artist than that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> don't use that. So don't let anyone hear it. Cut it out. That's <laughs> uh, 100%. That's a slogan of the podcast. <laughs> the final question is, what has been your top lockdown hobby? We're in lockdown three now, in case anyone wasn't aware. Oh, God. Top lockdown hobby. I made an outfit. like Sewing. I really enjoyed sewing. That's sick. I, got, I found a sewing machine and I made an outfit last lockdown for my 21st out of the curtains that were in my nursery when I was a baby. Kind of a bit weird. That's really cool. But yeah, I made an outfit. So sewing and loads of, I mean, I love cooking. So I've just been doing loads of cooking and sewing. Amazing. Good combo. Like a housewife. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, the same. I've just happened first lockdown. I ended up cooking for all the boys. I lived with four boys and I was the only girl, please help. That was last lockdown. Yeah, there was a lot of testosterone, let's put it that way. But I, I became the cook. I literally became the housewife. Mm-hmm. I cooked five days a week, every day, every week for 14 weeks. 
was pretty good at cooking by the end. And then the same, similar has happened this time, except it's not as boy heavy of a household. And yeah, and I just become maternal. Like we go into lockdown and my maternal instincts are like, mm. well, we must survive and we must feed ourselves. Yeah, same. I'm like, buy all the food, not like stockpiling Jesus, but as in like, just like yeah. I have all these ideas for stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's make this and this and this. I found this apron today. I'm in my nonna and nonno's house and I found this like, little apron that she used to wear and I was like mm, let me make my lunch in that apron that'll be fun nice I love that are you if you by any chance you have any Italian heritage in you yeah my dad's Italian yeah see my parents yeah. are both Italian and I think it's a mm. I think it might be like a European thing of you just your, your Italian blood just comes out and you're like well I've got cooked yeah you just want to provide especially like with I've got all brothers and no sisters I do do a lot of the cooking like I love cooking and I always end up like giving it to them and I'm like sometimes I just hate serving you and they're like why because like, you've just been out all day working like on like the garden and I've just sort of been inside like cooking and sewing and it just doesn't sit right with me but I don't know why yeah I feel that but it's literally my choice no so I don't know what my problem is <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the podcast. This has lived up to the expectation. When I woke up this morning, I was like, oh, we're doing that podcast today. This has lived up to the expectation. So thank you for being great. That's so sweet. Thanks for having me. It's been lovely and very free flowing. (laughs) Very free flowing. Very free flowing. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. You can find me over on Instagram at Emily Marcovecchio. I'm not going to try and spell it. I'm just going to leave it in the show notes. That's probably my most asked question is, how do you say my surname? If you're looking for the rest of the season, they're either viewable where you're listening to this, or if you go onto my website, which is www.emilyanna.net forward slash noisy women's one or noisy women's two you'll find season one and two listed there on those sites has links to all of the guests i've had on so far a bit of a blurb about what the podcast is about and all other good stuff i hope you come back for the next episode and it was lovely to have you here